Natalie Vernell has done an amazing job of creating outlets for, you know, women to really feel welcome at like conferences. Um, Natalie Smolinski's done a really good job of just getting her voice out there and, and just being an advocate for, you know, women of all different backgrounds to jump in and share their opinions and people like Lynn Alden and obviously, um, I mean, there are a ton of women in space and more and more all the time. Sorry, I lost my camera there. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. Um, anyway, but I just, I think it's changing rapidly. And I um, I love seeing that, uh, you know, at Bitcoin events or conferences that there's, um, you know, more of an even ratio of women to men, because I think that, I mean, you can't deny that men and women bring a different perspective to any situation. And so it's just been really cool to see how Bitcoin is kind of uh, adapting in that way. Hello, guys. Welcome once again to BitCorner Podcast. Uh, today, uh, we have a great, a great pleasure to talk with Becca Bratcher. So uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for your time and welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on your show. So guys, this is the, if I'm not mistaken, this is the second episode that we do it on English this season. So again, we're, we're mixing a little bit English Spanish. So the first two episodes were, were in Spanish. The third one was in English. The fourth one uh, was again in Spanish. But we're back in English, and the other one will also be in English. So we're mixing. Uh, I listen to you. I know that you like uh, both both languages. So uh, everyone get understand and get a little bit of uh, information from around the world. So that, that's why uh, we're doing it. <laughs> we're mixing more episodes in Spanish. So uh, this time we have Becca here, and she's going to talk about uh, some amazing uh, projects that she has. Um, she's working on right now uh so but maybe to start the episode uh as usual i would like to maybe you talk to us a little bit about your background and uh i know you study uh, nursery so maybe talk about a little bit about that and then little by little we will get get into bitcoin yeah so uh my name is becca and my um uh, what I went to school for was nursing. So I worked as a pediatric emergency room nurse for a while. Um, and I really enjoyed that. It was a great experience. And then um, a couple years later, my uh, husband and I had a couple kids. So I transitioned into something that would be more of a uh, just, you know, work-life compatible and so my husband uh, was the one who first told me about Bitcoin oh. and uh, was very patient with me when I um, uh, just dismissed him for a while on that because he didn't understand it. And then um, in around uh, 2019, he started the Texas Blockchain Council. And that's kind mm -hmm. of what made me pivot into wanting to know, you know, what is he going to be doing and what does this mean? And that kind of started uh dive down that rabbit hole which i'm sure we'll get into more and more but um anyway so yeah worked as a nurse then learned about bitcoin took that hard orange pivot as i like to call it and <laughs> uh <laughs> my friend and i we did a podcast for about a year was um mm -hmm. called the bitcoin brew and we just kind of 
did a recap of the week on what was going on in Bitcoin and, uh, you know, some crypto stuff as well, just because of all of the like FTX and 3AC and everything that went down. I mean, there was no yeah. shortage of topics to uh, recap. And then um, after about a year of doing that, I um, had the opportunity to write some articles for Bitcoin Magazine, um, cool. highlighting women in the space yeah just because um personally i wanted to get to know more women who are working in the space and also i just think it's really important i have three daughters and i want them to grow up to think or to see themselves in a variety of roles and so um yeah i thought why not segue into making bitcoin a little bit more welcoming to women of all different backgrounds so that's yeah. so cool and uh, and uh normally uh I I always like to ask this question. I think it's uh, uh, really appropriate to ask to you: Have you ever spilled your your children yet, <laughs> or not? You know what? <laughs> they can actually. So they're pretty little. They're uh, six, five, and one. But I mean, they're actually getting there. I mean, they know what Bitcoin is. They know what blockchain is. We have a couple but, like kids books on it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I also have a nephew <laughs> and my sister is also a Bitcoiner. So we're starting to uh, chat with him a little bit about Bitcoin. Yeah, you know, in simple terms. Uh, uh -huh. Every time I go to, to visit him, I always put these episodes of the Turtle Twins <laughs> that it's about nice. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, thank God he loves it. So yeah, he always watches. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. I think actually uh, I was talking with Julian Figueroa about that. Actually, he made a an episode uh, recent, recently about uh, that he went to a school to teach kids uh, about Bitcoin. Um, and it was so amazing because he told me that uh, it's a good approach, you know, because they don't know, they don't have the concepts that we already have, the misconception about everything, you know, about what is money, about how finance apparently work and everything, you know. So it's a good I think it's a good approach uh, to start orange peeling kids uh, at that young age. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, the more they can be, uh, you know, just knowledgeable about the topic and understand, you know, why it's different than like any type of fiat, I think is really helpful. Um, it's kind of like teaching them a young language when they're, you know, or teaching them a language when they're young. So mm -hmm. it's not as complicated when they get older, you know. So it's just kind of like always natural to them. Absolutely, absolutely. And you told you mentioned that you also had a podcast. So how how did you want the idea? How how it became the to do that? Yeah. So um, it was called the Bitcoin Brew, as I said. Um, mm -hmm. And so Amy and I, she uh, works at the TBC. And um, they have a recording studio there. And so we were just kind of throwing out the idea of like, hey, what if we did like a short little video kind of, you know, just recapping what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. We had a lot of fun with it. And then time just kind of, I mean, it's just life is so crazy with work and family and everything that we decided to just wrap it up after a year. And uh, I mean, we might pick it up later, I guess. I'm not really sure. It was Why so not? much fun. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, yeah so and i learned a lot along the way because you know when you're researching and uh like uh with the whole um Terra luna situation that was a whole yeah. new topic for me i did not understand what a you know stable coin really like i knew what a stable coin was but 
just the whole situation. I learned so much. Yeah. And and how do you did you mentioned that your husband started orange peeling you? But how was the how was your first experience? How how did he orange peel you actually? <laughs> yeah, so um, he was working on a dissertation for his PhD um, in blockchain-based mm -hmm. land registry rights. And mm -hmm. so it made a lot of sense to me that um, in developing countries, you know, the, just how much I take it for granted here in the U.S. that we can have um, security in owning land. But it's not the case everywhere else in the world. And so um, the more that he explained that to me and what blockchain could do, it just clicked. And so then obviously he was into Bitcoin as well. And so um, actually a friend of his sent me the Bitcoin standard. And then I read mm -hmm. Inventing Bitcoin, which mm -hmm. actually was more insightful, I felt like, just because it was concise and covered more topics. Um, and Layered Money was also a really helpful book in helping me understand what you know money is and all the history of that and everything so uh and then my husband would just uh answer a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that, that's so cool and when was your aha moment when do you when do you realize that bitcoin is uh beyond uh, everything else that is not related to any cryptos or so um i think the part of it that really clicked with me was how it is um like, you know, the term freedom money gets thrown around a lot, but it, it's really true. You know, you don't have to uh, just all of the caveats here in the U.S. Um, for, uh, you know, women, especially who live at or under um, like the poverty line or I, 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 uh, mm -hmm. I, I just have a lot of um, rage towards the system on how. They yeah. only cho choose to work with a select few or, um, you know, just people who are really doing their best to work hard, raise a family, um, you know, just create a better life for the people that they love. And they are just given the short end of the stick pretty much at every turn. And so Bitcoin can come in and help just kind of leverage that a little bit. Like they're going to, it's going to give people I mean of any background just like more security they can be their own bank they don't have to rely on another mm -hmm. third party who is running their life you know it's just like oh my gosh it makes so much sense I didn't do a very good job of explaining that but <laughs> it just is like uh, I don't know it's just like for everyone it's for the people it is you know not biased it's not prejudiced it's Absolutely. it's free money so yeah mm. actually you know uh, uh, this past weekend I was here uh, uh, a good friend of mine and we were talking about uh, about that and uh, he told me that uh, he's also a bitcoiner and he he told me that he actually also read and he preferred inventing bitcoin than deciphering it's, it's not that one is better than the other one but I think for orange peel, it's like really quick because if you read that, then you have more questions and then you go to siphoning because siphoning is like explain the history of money 
And uh, it's like 80% talking about the history of Moniton to, at the end, understand Bitcoin, right? So it, I think it's a really good approach that, uh, and it's super cool that you made it that way because normally, um, uh, you know, we stayed with Saifedins and uh, and then you continue the Saifedins saga. <laughs> And right you, yeah yeah and and then you go to jump to to other books um but yeah it's it's very cool um but yeah if anyone wants to read uh, a short book go to inventing bitcoin and then go to siphonings uh because there's a lot of information over there <laughs> yeah. i totally agree yeah mm, yeah so uh you also mentioned that uh you were working on 21 women in bitcoin right so can you tell us about about what is that? Yeah, so um, the whole project actually was not my idea, so I can't take credit for it. Um, mm -hmm. It was, a, it was a, a really cool guy. His name's Billy Gannon. So him and his wife, uh, her name is McKenna. Mm -hmm. It was their idea to like, hey, um, you know, it could be really cool to just highlight more women in Bitcoin. How about you write a book? And so that was the initial idea. And then... Um, talking to Bitcoin Magazine, we just kind of decided uh, that it would be better to kind of test the waters because it is such a like niche topic and, you know, there aren't a lot of women in Bitcoin, so we didn't really know how the audience would take it. Uh, mm -hmm. They're like, hey, what if you start by writing some articles and we'll publish them online and just kind of see how the reception is. And so mm -hmm. that's what we've done. Um there's just been an incredible response from the contributors who, um, you know, have given me their insights, their uh, Bitcoin wisdom. And um, yeah. it's been so much fun to hear all these different stories and as like a very wide range of women too. We have a um, CFTC commissioner, Summer Mersinger, who's done a wonderful job in the space of advocating for Bitcoin. Um, We've had Lynn Alden on. She gave mm -hmm. a really um, insightful uh, bio. And um, I mean, just across the spectrum, Caitlin Long. Uh, we have a whole line of other women who are lined up as well. Um, and so it's just been uh, the project has started as articles. Um, and now we're transitioning to wrapping those up. And um, we are actually going to turn it into a book. Um, wow. but with that, it's going to be, I mean, along the same lines as inventing Bitcoin, we're going to take 21 topics and then match them with bios. And so, um, it'll be written by women for women. I mean, men can read it, but I don't know how interesting they'll find it. Um, <laughs> and so hopefully, um, for any woman who's curious about Bitcoin, um, regarding of their, it doesn't matter where their knowledge is at on the, on the topic, um, should be able to pick it up and uh, not only see themselves in the bios, but also understand what Bitcoin is. So that That's... is in the works. Okay, okay. And uh, first, uh, before continue, shout out to Dunlin Alden and her new book that is Broken Money. It's super good. I already started, I haven't finished it, but it's super good. Uh, so congrats, yes. Lynn. Yeah, absolutely, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Have you read it? Really? I haven't read it yet. No, but I ordered mm. it. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. to read it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's super good. It's super good. Since the first page, you, you go, you dive into it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay. So you also said that there are not many 
uh, women in the space. But do you think that is different from other spaces like traditional jobs, workspace? That do you think is more welcoming, or how how do you feel uh, on this field on Bitcoin space? Um, I would say in the three and a half years that I have been into it, it has mm -hmm. changed a lot. Um, I think at like five years ago, um, maybe was not as welcoming to women. Um, whereas now, I mean, Natalie Burnell has done an amazing job of creating outlets for, you know, women to really feel welcome at like conferences. Um, Natalie Swanski's done a really good job of just getting her voice out there and, and just being an advocate for, you know, women of all different backgrounds to jump in and share their opinions and people like Lynn Alden. And obviously, um, I mean, there are a ton of women in the space and more and more all the time. Oops, sorry, I lost my camera there. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. Um, anyway, but I just, I think it's changing rapidly and I, um, I love seeing that, uh, you know, at Bitcoin events or conferences that there's, um, you know, more of an even ratio of women to men, because I think that, I mean, you can't deny that men and women bring a different perspective to any situation. And so it's just been really cool to see how Bitcoin is kind of uh, adapting in that way. Mm, yeah, I agree. Actually, you know that um, I had mentioned this, I think, in, in the first season, but uh uh the first person well no yeah one of the first person that actually helped me to start this project this podcast was natalie Brunel. yeah so nice yeah so uh thanks natalie if you're listening uh, i always i always say thanks to her yeah and uh oh, actually, for sure. yeah and uh, julian linear also and lena Sage. so they they were my three uh first guests and i always uh say thanks to them because it helped me a lot and uh yeah you know that uh little by little while the podcast were was growing um there was uh someone here because in barcelona we also have meetups um every every month and uh, actually in the bitcoin pizza day i met uh, a lot of people actually and uh one of them was uh a girl that from ukraine from ukraine and uh she she offers to help me on the podcast so she managed my socials and uh one of the things that we were discussing while she was doing all the shorts and everything she was like uh you have you have a lot of percentage of women on the podcast as so well like and i was like yeah that's on purpose you know because one i i want to demonstrate that there is a welcoming space for women too and that's why i always ask to you guys uh if that is true if you feel welcome if you feel that it's kind of different or so uh, so yeah because uh i know that in every single space there are men sadly it, it is yeah. it is has been that way but thank god i that's uh how i feel on, also on this space you know that there are more welcoming than other spaces and uh, there are a lot of talented women that get the opportunity to work here so yeah i i like that and I also uh i always like to to bring a, a lot of people uh from around the world because you guys uh all have different projects to or different backgrounds to to share with the audience so they get to, to learn more about bitcoin right so yeah <laughs> i just wanted to, to share yeah. that with you <laughs> i think that's amazing yes i love that
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, uh, actually, I before we continue diving into Bitcoin, I think it's a, a good moment to make the, the trivia. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as usual, guys, three questions. Uh, one question is about general culture. Second question is about El Salvador. And the third question is about Bitcoin. Uh, I might be, I might be mistaken about the order, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So the first question is about uh, general culture. So one question and four options. All right. So the first question is, what is the largest organ in the human body? And we have four options: the liver the skin, the heart, or the brain? Uh, the skin. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer, yeah. You're correct, yes. Yes. <laughs> <The skin> is, <laughs> yeah. It is considered to be the largest organ. <laughs> so yeah, it covers your nice. whole body and makes up uh, about 16% uh, of your overall body mass. So yeah. The second question, uh, it's about Bitcoin. Okay. okay. So the question number two is, what is the term for the process of verifying and confirming Bitcoin transactions by solving complex math mathematical puzzles? A, transactions validations. B, hashing. Three, consensus mechanism. Or D, mining. Mining. Final answer. That's the final answer. Yeah, wow, you're doing super, super great. <laughs> yeah, mining, Bitcoin mining refers to the process of validating and recording a transaction on the Bitcoin network. So yeah. <laughs> and the last question, it's uh, about Salvador. So, uh, have you been there, by the way? I haven't. I would. I'm really hoping to get to go one day. Yeah, you should go to the Halloween party or to adopt in Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, nice. And yeah, the Halloween party is in April, I think. And adopting Bitcoin is in November of this year and next year. Okay. And the next one and the next one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, what is the name of the volcan volcanic lake located in El Salvador that is a popular tourist destination? So, there is Lake Nicaragua. Lake Atitlan, uh, Lake Coatepeque, or Lake Titicaca? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with B. Lake Atitlan. Final answer? Yeah, uh huh. No! <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's Lake Coatepeque, and you should go there actually, it's super beautiful. It's a volcanic quarter okay. uh, lake, and it's surrounded by lush greenery and making a popular tourist spot in El Salvador. So it's super, super cool. It's super. Yeah, actually, my family is from there. So. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yes. I mean, yes. it sounds beautiful. It is beautiful. It's super beautiful. Actually, uh, I recommend to you to go on October because it, that's okay. when the, the water changed the color. Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. it's a natural phenomenon, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what does yeah. it change to? Uh, to It's more like 
you know, it's blue, but like, mm, I don't know, like greener. I don't know how to explain that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super beautiful. I, I will share uh, a picture over here and I will send it to you in private. Yes, so please. It. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, you made it super good, actually. So, so, <laughs> trees. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think they're winning, they're winning the contest, I think. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I was worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but and I, oh, by the way, guys, by the end of the season, we will see uh, all the scores and we will see how uh, who wins. So we'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, talking about El Salvador, I know that you uh, you mentioned that you're you haven't been there yet. But um, what are your thoughts about the Bitcoin adoptions there? <laughs> um. It's been really fascinating to watch. Um, I, um, you know, I had, I had uh, at first I was like, oh, that sounds cool, but I didn't fully understand like what that would entail for uh, maybe some of the citizens there. But um, mm -hmm. I mean, the more that I've heard about it, it, first of all, there's, you know, the fact that if you hold Bitcoin for four years or more, you won't lose money on it, or at least people haven't yet. And so I think um, Bukele's, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but um, his his decision to just step out and kind of just go for it and not really care what people think was really gutsy. And I think it's going to pay off. And I hope a lot of other countries follow suit in that. Um, to be honest, I wish the U.S. would do the same thing. Um, I think it's been really cool to see how from what I've heard, at least, um, like the Bitcoin beach area, how all the merchants are now accepting Bitcoin, learning about Bitcoin, paying yeah. their employees in Bitcoin. And so it's just kind of like a trickle-down effect of Bitcoin adoption. And um, I think that's been amazing to see, too, because you can't force... I mean, you could force people to use it, I guess, but it would be a nightmare. You have to put it into your real-life uh like situation for them to like really care about it to learn about it to use it so yeah i mean el salvador is leading the way and uh teaching their people about bitcoin which is amazing yeah absolutely and actually uh, going back to what we discussed at the at the beginning of the show um uh, that's why they now have implemented to start teaching bitcoin in the schools next year so, yeah so it's a good approach because that's i think that's just like any other topic, you know, like science, like math, like languages, like yeah, anything else. So I think it's uh, it's it's the it's the way <laughs> to do that. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I've been following that a little bit. The primer, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're rolling it out to every like public school, or mm -hmm. are they doing it just the select few? Um. So. So far, what I know, I, I don't know, I had to ask uh, John, but so far, what I know is that they're, so they started with uh, my first Bitcoin, my Premier Bitcoin, and then mm -hmm. uh, they're going to do it on national schools. So now, uh, this month, actually, they are teaching to teachers <laughs> how to, about okay. Bitcoin, about Bitcoin, everything, how, how it works, uh, the, the fundamentals, all the concepts. And so they will be ready next year to teach in the public schools. But actually, that's a good question. I want, I, I will dig into it. I will ask. Well, yeah. And I also heard that they're developing it into a college course as well. I'm pretty sure, which is amazing. Okay. So, 
Yeah. They're way ahead of us, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you live in Texas. Hold on. How is the how is the situation in Texas? I know that in mining is, is really good. Or correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, but um, overall, how how do you think is the adoption over there about Bitcoin? I mean, it's really great. Um, Texas, in the last couple of years, has exploded with Bitcoin mining, mainly because of our energy uh, grid and how it's all decentralized. And I mean, there's just a really great competition for uh, like a free market you know, set up for Bitcoin miners. Um, I mean, I think the biggest problem is... Uh, like regulation, which is why um, so my husband does a lot of work with that and he's made so much progress and is really doing a phenomenal job with it. And I'm just saying that because I'm his wife. I mean, you can ask anyone <laughs> in Texas and they'll be like, yeah, I know he's doing a great job. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I want to say Texas has about 13% of the global hash rate. So Whoa. it's significant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and a lot of that's just uh, Bitcoin mine like building out what they initially purchased so that's only going to continue to grow um i think so the really the biggest holdup is uh just educating policymakers and elected officials about you know how bitcoin can help them because otherwise they're not really going to care much about it um but the amount of jobs that are created by the bitcoin mines in rural areas areas in texas that were previously pretty much desolate um has mm -hmm. really gotten the attention of some policymakers. so hopefully it'll just keep you know improving but there's always that fud out there you know uh you know bitcoin money's back for the environment and i mean that's a valid concern but uh if you look at uh, the breakdown of energy usage bitcoin mining actually is helping to bring on more green energy than any other sector so It's just like a very nuanced conversation uh, that takes some time. But I think the more conversations we have and uh, just being patient, and, you know, <laughs> educating uh, kindly, yeah. uh, it'll, you know, it'll get better. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, actually, I have a question because I, I don't know if they are related or they are the same. Uh, so there is the Texas Blockchain Council and there is the mm -hmm. Bitcoin Blockchain Foundation, right? So I don't know if they are yeah, related yeah. or are they related or are the same thing? Or, or? They are like uh, sister councils, if you want to call it that. So mm -hmm. um, the TBC is a 501c6, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Texas Bitcoin Foundation is a 501c3. So mm -hmm. they're different in the fact that one's educational and can accept donations that are tax. Uh, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the word, but you can get a tax write off for it. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas uh, my husband's foundation or council <laughs> is, uh, is um, like a kind of like a industry association so people pay dues mm -hmm. and that's how they can you know uh do what they do so they are different they have the same or aligning missions for sure but they accomplish different things so yeah okay. they kind of work in tandem yeah because uh you know i, I mentioned you in private that uh last last season we had uh natalie smolensky here And I think mm -hmm. she actually worked in both spaces, right? So 
Yeah, so she was originally with the TBC, and then uh, they just decided that there was a need. Like, there's just there's so much to do, and there's so little time, and there's so few people that understand Bitcoin enough to actually get it done. So, um, yeah, they just decided to, to um, for her to go ahead and start the Bitcoin Foundation, and uh, the TBC would, you know, keep rolling. So, yeah, mm. but she did originally help with the mm. TBC. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, now I get it because, um, mm -hmm. because uh, one of the topics that we discussed is that at that time, uh, El Salvador was uh, they actually wanted to open a an embassy, a Bitcoin embassy on Terra yeah. Texas. Uh, do you know if they already opened it or, or not yet? Or do you they have, have not opened it yet. I think maybe they're still in talks about making it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I think okay. that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, no, but th that was uh, that was my my confusion because uh, we were talking discussing about that, and I know that the the Bitcoin Blockchain Foundation helped uh, the government to open the uh, the Bitcoin embassy there in Texas. So, so yeah, <laughs> and okay. she talks yeah. she, she talks a lot a, a lot about that, and uh, the insights that she gave was really really good. You know, I think that it will be a good agreement, a good deal for for both parts. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Natalie is absolutely brilliant. It's I love the work that she's doing, and she's got so much insight into the space. So, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, uh, actually, uh, also I want to ask you about the now that we're talking about US. Uh, uh, we were, I was talking. You know, the friend that I mentioned earlier uh, actually uh -huh. was was uh, actually was uh, a tex uh, someone from Texas that is Gary okay Lewis. yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, he came to Barcelona and one of the topics that we were discussing and actually we talk a, lo a lot about this so I think it's a it's a good question to ask you too um we were talking about the candidential the candidate candidential present uh in the US so the both, yeah, yeah. I think there are two or three that are bitcoiners one is mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kennedy, and the other is Ramasawi. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned Vivek. Uh, Vivek. I'm pretty sure it's how you say his first name. Yeah, Vivek. And yeah. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I was going to ask you about uh, your your thoughts about them. Um. Yeah. So I definitely would lean more in favor of RFK, um, just because he seems to have a little. Man, honestly, our political system is a whole bunch of trash. I mean, it is so uh, polarized that is really hard to, like, I do not align with any one candidate. I mean, it's just impossible. And I don't think that any person would be like, yes, I agree with 100% of what this person says. There, I guess maybe there are people out there, but I haven't met them. So I think um, Vivek, you know, he's pretty young. He's 38, I believe. Um, he brings a fresh perspective. He's never been in office that I'm aware of. Um, he has a ton of energy. I think he um, is optimistic, which is a good thing. And he is a Bitcoiner. So he, but I don't exactly know. I haven't heard him speak enough to really know how much he knows about it, you know, like personally, maybe his mm -hmm. staff knows a ton and like, he's definitely latched on to that um, group of people as a voter base, but I don't know how much he fully understands it. 
Whereas mm-hmm. RFK, even though I do disagree with his um, prior, like during COVID, the remarks that he made um, regarding some conspiracy theories, like I don't, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sure, I think COVID could have been handled differently, but that's a whole other thing. So I think him as a Bitcoiner though is quite impressive. He really does understand uh, what it is, what it can do. He has a plan for what he wants to do with it if he is elected. And I think that he's moderate enough where he could really draw enough voters from both Democrats and Republicans where if he can, you know, campaign well, he actually has a shot of winning. Um, I don't think... The VEC is uh, as, like, maybe, uh, I just don't know that he has enough backing behind him to truly be a contender, but I could be totally wrong on that. Um, these are just my own personal thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I do personally lean more Democratic, and so I think that's also why I'm a little bit more of an RFK leaning uh voter but i mean i i voted for biden and i don't you know i i really hope he doesn't end up on the ticket like i don't i just cannot imagine him being you know another four years of biden so it's a mess (laughs) but uh yeah yeah, we'll see uh well but uh i think uh everyone that is listening to this podcast uh will get you even me before bukele you know we were disappointed from both parties. So basically they were a mess from both sides. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so we get you. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I like to ask because, you know, one of the, one of the questions that many people had and still have about, about Bukele is that if he brought Bitcoin just because of marketing or if he actually, it's a, a Bitcoiner. And from what I know, because of Max and Stacy and other people that are close to him, uh, he was a Bitcoiner before before being a president, you know. So he know Bitcoin from a couple of years ago, well, several years ago. So yeah, yeah. yeah so the op- opposition thought that it was marketing, and uh, but you know, in, in the end, my my opinion is that if he brought it for marketing or um, or in fact, he's a Bitcoiner. It doesn't matter because he empowered people. He gave the power to people. He returned the power to people. So uh, that's something that no one can, no one can stop right now. So even if someone comes later, uh, he brought uh, financial freedom to to our country. So I think that's that was a huge deal <laughs> there. And I think that yeah, I yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I mean, it's like. You know, he's definitely not a perfect uh, president, but he's done a lot of good with choosing Bitcoin. So it's like, well, that's, I mean, yeah, you can't deny that. Yeah, absolutely. Proof of work. <laughs> right. Was, yeah, for sure. Was, and uh, I'm curious, uh, when you started uh, to study Bitcoin, uh, what do you think that the word uh, some the most I don't want to say popular but the you know the misconceptions about bitcoins that the thing that people have around around it um what were my thoughts on it like uh, yeah or, or, well yeah both, I mean, actually yeah I think um 
the I mean, one of the biggest misconceptions about it is that it is just like every other cryptocurrency and that it's just kind of like, you know, video game money or it's, you know, it's this thing that's going to die out, but it takes a lot of energy and it's wrecking our grid. Like, um, I think those are the, you know, yeah, our staff in the environment, of course, um, is a, it's a big thing with uh, elected officials, but I mean, it's just when people say things like that, you know that they don't understand it. You know that they haven't read in depth about it. You know that they um, have something to gain from not learning about it. So it's kind of tough because it's like, especially in my experience here in the U.S., there's not as much of a need for it as they like in Kenya with matching Kura. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Norlene Sumba, the work that she's doing, or Marcel uh, Lorraine and her Bitcoin data, like, they are on the ground educating women, teaching them about how Bitcoin is going to improve their life. And so it makes sense. And people are going to actually take the time to learn about it. Whereas here, it's just kind of like a, there will be a handful of people that, care to learn about it but um i think as a whole it's more just there's just not uh i don't know it's it's just different culturally and it depends like you know if if we do get a presidential candidate elected who is pro-bitcoin and talks about it i think that'd be really helpful to kind of clear up some of these misconceptions because people will be forced to learn about it um you know we don't it's it's just different. So it's frustrating to me. Like mm-hmm. when you talk to somebody like, you know, whatever, uh, when people ask me what I do and I'm like, well, you know, I write for Bitcoin magazine there. It's always so funny to hear what their first response is, you know, like, Oh, Bitcoin. Oh, I heard this. And you're like, great. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start here, you know? And how do you think yeah. is the best way to, to then to, to address those people? or skeptical um yeah i mean always just to like meet them where they're at and uh to (laughs) empathetic is not the right word but it's along the same (laughs) lines of just like hey they don't have a reason to understand it yet so let's find that reason like what's something that would impact their day-to-day life and how could bitcoin help with that so that's kind of where i usually go with it yeah, actually, I, I agree t- totally because, uh, you know, um, I was talking to, to John, like, he is the one that founded the mm-hmm. uh, Bitcoin, and he told me that they actually do that in El Salvador because they teach um, uh, Salvadorians for different areas because that's, uh, and I get because Every even my country is really small. We all have different needs. Depends on or what are you based on, you know? Because, mm. for example, in the in you know in in the capital, you don't have the needs that maybe you will have on the on the west or in the east, because at the cap in the capital normally there's a lot of um, commerce or uh, you know businesses. So there's money, but uh, in the rural areas, in the poor areas. Of course, it's way different. So he told me that uh, they teach um, other people from different areas of El Salvador because they know the needs of their population, uh, where they live. 
And according to that, that's how they approach and uh, start orange peeling the disputes about Bitcoin. It's a good approach. Yeah, no, I agree. You do definitely have to. It's a geographically based education kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think um, we're going to start wrap it up. But before that, uh, I want to make a philosophical question that <laughs> I always like to ask. Sometimes I forget. But uh, one question <laughs> is that, what do you think that Bitcoin has contributed the most in your life? Oh, um, I'm sure most people would probably agree that this has been the case for them too. But when I started learning or wanting to learn about Bitcoin, I learned about economics. I learned about, uh, I mean, the history of money. I learned about politics. I learned more about history than I've ever learned in my entire life. Um, I mean, it's just the whole concept of a decentralized type of digital money it just wrecks so many different sectors that I had to kind of like unlearn and then relearn. Um, and so it's given me more of a desire to learn about, you know, I've always wanted to learn what's going on, like going on globally and, you know, just real life ways to be helpful instead of just like spending, you know, clothes or money or something like that, that it's like, no, like, learning about Bitcoin, teaching about Bitcoin is really like helping anybody take ownership of what they have, what they can do with it, how they can build, save, grow. I mean, it's just really never ending. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like constant education and constant, like this, this desire to learn about how to help people. And uh, Bitcoin is a really useful tool in that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh sorry <laughs> and uh, good. yeah and uh, now i want to ask that uh, you know i was thinking um what what would you say to any woman or women in general that want to be on this space that are curious uh, how to start uh, learning about bitcoin what what is your advice um i would say reinventing bitcoin For sure, uh, such a such a great book. And then um, see if there's a meetup in your area, or go to one that's close by and just meet people face to face because you never know who's hiring, who's you know looking for a talent that you probably have, or you know it's just like there's so many opportunities in the Bitcoin space that are really word of mouth because it's just there's so few people that know who to talk to, who to, who to hire. So I would just say go to a meetup if you can and don't worry if you are the only woman in the room, like the people there are probably going to be super welcoming and kind. So, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. And actually, yeah, you know, that that happened in the in the meetup here in Barcelona. Uh, I realized about that. Um, um, I'm new on this, on this meetup. I, uh -huh. I have been there since this year, actually. Um, But I noticed that at first, um, I don't know how, how long, I think that they have been doing the meetups around two years, if I'm not mistaken. M maybe more, I think it's more. Um, but yeah, since I'm going there, I, I noticed that that uh, 
there were uh, a few women, then little by little, there's there's more. Maybe you know, words to mouth. Maybe they were curious and start talking about Bitcoin with her own friends, and then brought her, brought them yeah. here. So yeah, it's super cool. And yeah, people are very welcoming. That that's for sure. That's what I love actually about this space. <laughs> yeah, it is unique in that way. Mm. So okay, I have my last two questions before. Uh, finishing the, the podcast and one is that uh, what are your what are you working on right now and if I if there's anything you need to or want to add about the uh, anyone women in Bitcoin that that's the opportunity yeah I mean um, it's really just and uh, like uh, we're developing the sorry I'm like totally betraying this answer right now it's <laughs> no. in the work uh there's not a lot of promotion going on right now because there's so many like moving factors that i want to make sure that they're set in stone before we start like promoting it and everything um but i'm really excited about it i always love feedback so if anyone like if you or anyone listening um has thoughts about writing a book or um an important topic in bitcoin that you want to make sure is highlighted more um i would love to get feedback or you know, helpful hints on just anything related to Bitcoin and writing a book. And um, yeah, so I would love any, uh, you know, anyone can feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, yeah. So All right. I, I will let, uh, I will uh, put your your socials on the, the podcast notes also. Okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so my final question is: uh, is it's a bet? So, what, if if the, if this were actually a bet, uh, which country do you think is going to be the next one to adopt to adopt Bitcoin? Oh my goodness! Um, hopefully, <laughs> several. What? Okay, there was somebody just the other day, and I'm t- I can like see the face, and I just cannot think of. I mean, isn't someone actively working on that right now? Uh, to make a bet. Who Samsung Mao? He's normally oh. um, man, I can't remember. Okay, well, I'm not really sure, but I will <laughs> take a gamble. Hopefully, right. uh, come November 2024, the US will at least have some. Uh, <laughs> oh, because there, there are the elections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> their election. Hopefully, we'll end up with a pro Bitcoin candidate. So. Hold on, hold on. Do, do you know that every 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 year that is a halving is also an election in the US? I didn't realize. I know. <laughs> I yeah, I read that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, actually, that that's suspicious. Only, yeah, suspicious. <laughs> uh, that fact yeah. actually, told, uh, Gary Leland told me about that. I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> I didn't realize about that. But yeah, it's so curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Becca. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you for your time, and thank you for being here and share about uh, your experience in Bitcoin. And hopefully, to have you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, see you next week. Ciao.